Welcome to episode 15 of the Chewing On Your Boot podcast. We've got a massive guest today, don't we, Benny? Huge. He's the coach of the Oakley Chargers in the NAB League. Welcome, Lee Clark. Thank you, boys. It's, uh, it's good to have a chat, reconnect back with the country, uh, good country people back in Hamilton. Yeah, it's good. Um, so, just to start things off, obviously, you've obviously loved footy, and where did your football journey start? Spent the first uh, what, eleven years in Ham- uh, in Rochester. Yep. Then we, we moved. Dad was working in the bank, so we moved to Hamilton. And um, so yeah, those I was my grass. The grassroots of my footy has all um, come from country the country. So something I'm pretty proud of, and I try to get back to as much as I can. Yeah, it's good. The grassroots. Yeah. Um, footy. That's where it's at. Absolutely. Yep. That's for sure. And um, you played for the Chargers in 1995 as a 15 year old. How was that? I probably didn't respect it as much as I should have looking back you know to be a 15 year old getting that opportunity so yeah we left Hamilton um, and I played junior foot a couple of games of junior footy in, um, when we came to Melbourne then I got an opportunity sort of halfway through the season that year to um, play with the Chargers so yep. um, at the time I was probably you know probably ignorant or arrogant uh, young footballer just thought that's how it was but um, looking back it's something that I'll um, yeah, I'd do it all, a little bit differently if I had my time again. Well, yeah, obviously it would have been a good experience. And we actually have a bit of a segment on this show, Lee. It's called Stat of the Week, but it's not Stat of the Week, this one, but you're the <laughs> first former Charger to then go on and coach the club, so it's a bit of... Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's really, yeah, so three years ago, um, moved back as the, head, as the head coach from a bit of time at Richmond, so... Yeah, that's, that's something we're, the club's really proud of, the Oakley Chargers are really proud of our, uh, our connection, so we, we stick together. Yeah, so you obviously you did play as a 15-year-old at the Chargers, and did you ever see yourself playing at a higher level or the highest level? Uh, yeah, probably over the next couple of years have really sorted that out, which I'm really cognizant of as a coach now, is that, that development year from you know, 16, 17, when you sort of start to um, have other things in your life, um, probably take your attention so yeah um, yeah i certainly had intentions or wanted to pursue that afl career but i think thinking back as a coach now i just didn't work hard enough so um, yeah yeah I, I wasn't uh yeah, running wasn't my passion so yeah, okay. i uh, avoid, avoided any chance i could yeah and so as we've touched on you're coach of the oakley Chargers and have been for three seasons what do you love about coaching bring up the word of love and it's great that you young blokes have seen sport and, and particularly footy for us in that sense because yeah. that's our our entire program you know taking a little bit from the steve kerr book at uh at golden state their program's all built on joy well we we build our program on love you know we know our players love playing footy and there are that really captive audience that's 15 16 17 18 19 so yeah um yeah we love coaching them and um that's that's what, what we build on is and I guess to answer your question is that they're just so they're so um, they're amiable. You can they just yep. want to listen and they want to learn and they want to they want you to be a, a good influence to them. So yeah, it's something we hold in pretty high regard. Is that, um, yeah the responsibility that comes with the roles we set and the, the people we've got to be for them. Yeah, um, and obviously only spending the last three years at the Chargers, but last year you unfortunately went down in the grand final but this year you came out on top so how do you become a winning coach so instantly uh, I'm under no delusions like Oakley has a really um, 
yeah. each vein of talent through it. Yeah. Has over has over the years. Um, had with the private school network that we've got, and also there's not only I mean on top of the private schools, there's some really strong um, junior leagues, the Yarra Junior League and the the Glen Wavey and the Wavey Junior Leagues are really strong in the, in their own in their own sense. So, yeah. Um, we know we're getting good. The clubs do a great job, and um, we know we're getting players that um, are ready to step up to the next level. So, in terms of winning we're at, at the NAB League, we don't really. Yeah, we try not to weigh each other on wins and losses, but more on how, how your program runs and the talent you deliver um, into you know, other levels or continue their pathway into other level, other parts of their um, footy career. So, in terms of um, the turnaround from last year, we, I mean, every every team winning's much more fun than losing. So, yeah, um, yeah, we probably this year just had a um, yeah, last year there was probably some things that we had some injury things that were. Uh, probably affected us early in the game and it took us a while to coach it or to play our way out of that but this year things went our way and the, the result swung with us as well. No, it's a good perspective to have. Yep. So how do you see the standard of the NAB League obviously was the TAC Cup. Yep. Um, where, and where do you see it going? Uh, that's where we've probably got a really um, broad view of, view of it because we, we have the private school football um, network uh, operating in our region, so yeah. we see, and they've got some pretty big, big resource programs. So you know, you could be playing year 11, 12 football, and each kid out in the ground's got a GPS monitor on the back of their jumper. Uh, they got physio staffs there, and uh, all the facilities that um, you know you probably not every junior footballer has in year 10, 11, and 12. Um, so in terms of the development of the league, there's been a huge investment over the last couple of uh, last two years with. Um, TLA coming on board, a management company to help try to uh, push the commercial dollar within the league so we can yep. start to make some developments with them. And I, probably how you guys follow with the Bendigo, uh, sorry, the Ballarat Rebels is through the app with the telecast of the jo- uh, the games now. is yeah. really something I know probably for, at the moment it's more um, the really passionate football people that follow the pathway stuff and like to see the draftees coming through. But I think most of the content being consumed at the moment is probably by the players themselves. They, they certainly love watching the, um, the vision back. Yeah. No, it's definitely a developing league and it's good to see the, the young footballers of the nation getting a good crack at it. So. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I mean, we, we're also really respectful that ultimately the biggest development... Uh, developers of these players is their families and the, the you know the boys that come through our draft would say this year have got really um, great networks around them so um, they're the biggest developer of them and their junior footy club and we're, we're lucky that we get to work with them and probably polish the edges a little bit and send them off with a big smile on their face off to the, yeah. you know, some of them their dreams come true no that's exactly right and as you've touched on you obviously had a bit of a star-studded lineup this year and can you give us some insight into Probably the two biggest stars of your side who are tipped to go one and two this year, Matt Rail and Noah Anderson. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're both. We we love them. They're both wonderful parts of our program. We they're both Kerry Grammar boys, which um, takes up takes them away from our program. Um, once pre seasons in the first three round, four rounds, they go and play school footy for probably ten weeks and then yep. come back to us. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, we had we had a lot of talent last year as well. We had eleven kids drafted last year, so we we're really proud of last year's group. But this year's probably more top-end talent yeah, yeah. And, and more predictable talent. So um, in terms of Rowley, I mean, sums up Rowley, uh, Matt, is that I got a text from his dad last night saying that 
he's, he's been invited. Matt's been invited to the first nine of the draft, so it looks like his dream might his um, his footy dreams might be coming true. Yeah. I, I sent back. Oh, I'm pretty sure he's he's going to be playing in an AFL team next year. So yeah. <laughs> they, he just comes from a really modest family that are hardworking, and that's exactly what Matt is. And yeah, well, Noah's, Noah's probably in a slightly different path given Dad's um, Dad's background. Yeah, they're um, yeah, they're incredible. I mean, there's nothing new. We've nothing new that um, you haven't read in the papers but they're really close they're just super close to each other yeah um, they've, I've got twin brothers so and they're as close their relationship is as close as my brother so I can see yeah um, that they'll be in a room full of people and they'll always find each other on the ground uh, training they always work with each other and they sit with each other at dinner but um, yeah in terms of what if there's a code everyone wants to talk about what the code is or you know what's the secret to those the talented of Matt Rowell and Noah Anderson's, they they simply try harder. Yeah, okay. Matt's um, Matt's ability to out try anyone on the ground and to be more competitive than anyone on the ground is is at a level that others can't quite go with him on. So yeah, his his game in the in the final in the grand final was pretty special to sit and watch from the coach's box. That's for sure. Yeah, well that that close connection they have is obviously potentially going to be very beneficial for them if they go both go to the Gold Coast. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I know uh, Young King re-signed up there. And yeah, they're trying yeah. to lock away a couple of. That was a really big deal, I think, for the Suns, and well done to them. But yeah, I think um, everyone understands if you've got Matt up there and Noah's there, they're more likely to hang around for a bit longer. Yeah, exactly right. Um, yeah, from from I guess my selfish point of view, I'd love to see them get all the dreams, but all the live out all their dreams in footy, which is. Probably involves a hundred thousand people at the MCG, not yeah, fifteen yeah. thousand yeah. at Metricon. Yeah. yeah. And do you keep in contact with a lot of the players you coach that go on to get drafted? Uh, yeah, you do. Yeah, in different levels and different players as well. I'm still um, really connected to a couple of players who we, we speak almost weekly about stuff that might be going on on field or off field. And, yep. You know, if they're being traded or they think they're being traded or they might. So. Um, but also, yeah, there's some, uh, you have some really funny conversations with players like Dugowie and yeah, okay. guys that give, they give you their perspective of the footy world and, and, you know, um, and it's, it brings a smile to your face to see how high-functioning they are on the field but how young and still fun-loving they are off the field. Yeah, well, you mentioned last year you had Jack Ross, Isaac Quainor and Answorth, was it? So another good crop there. Yeah, absolutely, and there's some really special stories amongst that group. Obviously, um, uh, Isaac comes from his um, yeah. his her- African heritage, which is a, has been wonderful for him. But yeah, Noah Answorth came from a broken back the year uh, the year before, so yeah, um, and was not well, you know, probably rode the pathway with him. I had to cut Noah as a 16 year old from the Metro squad, so um, yeah, to, to tell a, to tell a 16 year old kid he wasn't good enough for state, but then to to work with him and to watch it was all all his work but to watch him work his way through his broken back yeah um, and then some doubts leading into his Metro Carnival um, last year and then to prove put some performance on the board and then to get drafted and then to impact like oh we knew he could because we, we know what kind of personality he is and, yeah he had a pretty um, incredible season yeah. this year actually played in yeah and, and there's a specific role that he plays there for them and he'll, he'll, he'll fill that Every time they need him to, but yeah. I'm sure I'm sure he got a lot out of um, Fagan and David Noble, and even working with Luke Hodge and some yeah. of those folks up there. Would yeah, I'm sure uh, Noel walks a uh, foot taller and those kind of people around you. Yeah. And what does your future in football hold? 
the moment, we're in planning phase at the moment, so we're moving into season 2020 for pre-season kicks off next week. Yep. Um, so we have a 90, 90 new or 90 faces coming in. Half of those will be fresh faces that we uh, that are under 18, new to our under 18 program. So um, we look forward to that in the short term. In the long term, um, yeah, you start to see what's what's going on at other class, uh, at a high, higher level, yep. or maybe. You know, there might be state opportunities or other things going on, but yeah, you're always looking. You never, I don't think, in any um, sport role, you know, you encourage your players not to be get complacent, and I don't think we can sit and be, get complacent as coaches with them. Yeah, um, as you mentioned, you spent some time at Richmond. How how different, I suppose, is an AFL environment to a junior one like you're in at the moment? Um, oh, they're, they're hugely different, but there's certainly similarities. I was, I was at Richmond in 2016, so a really challenging year. Yeah. But I think looking back, I could see now the fundamentals or the the, the um, pillars they were building back there and developing um, around the club that has carried them through to now. So um, in terms of the differences, the full-time nature, you, yeah. at, a, at a AFL club, you turn up at 8 o'clock in the morning, you leave anywhere between 3 and 8 o'clock at night. Um, and probably just the... Uh, yeah, 2016 in particular, this, you, you know, I stopped reading the Herald Sun that year because yeah. you, could, you, know, you open the you can see why the, the, the big stars of football get frustrated with the media because a lot of the stuff is just not quite accurate. Yeah. Um, and you know it because you were in those meetings or you know that player's not injured or you know he is injured, he's playing hurt. Yeah. And people are, people are saying things that are fundamentally at times wrong or really unfair on the people so yeah I've only just recently started reading the Herald Sun again but it's uh, a quick flick that's for sure yeah well that's all the questions got for you so yeah thanks very much for your time Lee and very appreciative of it so yeah no problem I really appreciate it I clearly um, really respect what you boys are doing and you just never know where these little little ideas like this can lead out to but um, again yeah we Send our respect to the country footy because I, I know that's where I um, yeah. learned to. You know, my my heroes were usually local footballers, not AFL football. So yeah, yeah. It was great. I'm, and you know, my, I know my dad was at the races with your grandfather on the weekend. Yeah. Had a few beers with yeah. Billy Pickett. So um, yeah, that's uh, yeah. I know my son. He, he doesn't quite know who Billy Pickett is, but he knows when you take a screamy that you shout out Billy Pickett. So, <laughs> uh, that's good. Yeah, that, that connection back to the country is something we'll certainly um, hold on to. No, thanks. Thanks very much for your time once again, and yeah, we'll see you next time on the Chewing Your Boot podcast. Yep. Thank no you. Worries, boys. See ya. Thank you.